Hey, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah. Um, here. So, welcome to this uh, this podcast. Podcast, and uh, just to let the listeners know, today we're talking to Ogechi Anakwaru. And uh, so, hello, Ogechi. How are you today? I'm okay, Aiden. And you? Not too bad. Now, not too bad. So, I suppose um, you're, you're a member. You're uh, a client of Four Four Two Sports Management, and we'll get that. We'll get onto that uh, later on in the. In the discussion, but just uh, start off and tell us a bit about yourself and your, your background and uh, your your pathway in football and how you're how you're getting on now. So I'm 27 years old. Um, I've always played sport as a, you know when I was a kid. So um, you know I started as young as probably in primary school, so six or seven. Went to secondary school and kicked football, kicked the ball there really. Um, had a chance. Um, to play football at the David Beckham Academy when I was 13, 14 years old. And then wow. eventually, yeah, so um, eventually... I'll I tell you, you were thrilled with that. <laughs> yeah, I was thrilled with that. You know, what was funny is everyone was expecting to see David Beckham that day, but um, <laughs> so everyone put on their best performances, I think, because I play striker. So um, in the team I was in, I was scoring a lot of the goals, so they were quite, in- they were quite impressed. Um well, that, that's how you. That's how you got into the movie Bend It Like Beckham, wasn't it? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have made the journey a lot more sweeter and easier. <laughs> but... and, and you said you didn't meet him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't meet him. No. Um, there was there was talks. They're saying, "Oh, if he comes," because I think he had a, an academy as well in um, America. So um, the one that I attended was in Greenwich. So. Um, yeah. People, people were saying, "Oh, he might come to. He might be in London. He might come to the, to the, to the academy." So people were putting on their best display, or he will give out free Adidas um, tracksuits because, you know, he's sponsored by Adidas. But <laughs> to yeah. our disappointment, you know, everyone was was told he's not coming today. So, um, but it was a it was a great experience to learn from the coaches, the coaching staff. Um, you know, playing alongside others. Um, people from different secondary schools so it was it was an eye-opening experience um went to college went to uni played a bit of football there at uni um graduated um I did my biomedical science degree then I did my master's in public health working in the NHS so I started picking up taking football a lot more seriously probably in 2018 where I joined um South London Women's FC and then I eventually moved to um, Tower Hamlets, Women's FC, um, made a couple of appearances and goals there and got transferred recently to Upton Park Ladies FC. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I actually follow them on Twitter. They're, they're, they're a very good club, aren't they? Yeah. Tell us good. a bit more about Upton Park FC. So, um, funny, funny enough, when I was at Tower Hamlets... Um, the coach, uh, Daniel, Dan, he, him and his assistant, Jack, came to see me play in one of the matches. And he was, you know, quite impressed and said that he's happy to take me on um, because he said, you're quite pacey. He was impressed by the pace I had, um, the, the physicality. So he wanted to build on that. And um, they are a newish club from what I understand. Um, but I think their coaching style is what something I wanted to benefit from. 
Um, he's very yeah. big on bringing out the best in players, like, and he's very technical as well. So he's always looking to improve the girls' um, style of play, their fitness, and also checking on their um, mental well-being as well. So it's not even just football; like, even throughout lockdown, um, you know, he was holding Zoom calls, holding one-to-ones to make sure that everyone's uh, mental health was was all right. Um, so it's it's a very good club that I'm happy to be a part of, and even you know Dan is very supportive of me even taking my football to another higher level. That he 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 he's he's happy to you know push me to get to that level. That's it, and I suppose really from 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 your personal point of view, um, as regards to, I suppose the um the position you play in and uh, the areas of your game or your, your abilities as a player, I suppose under, under, you know, since you went to that club, what are the areas that you in it that you feel you've improved in as a player? I think for me is definitely my decision-making. I'm not um, hesitant to, you know, score further out in, in my previous club. Yeah. I would, um, I would hesitate a bit and try and give the ball to the closest person or I would try and build up play before I now finally make the decision to shoot. Um, with yeah. with this club as well, I never used to shoot with my left because I'm very dominant with my right. So my left is almost like my trailing foot. <laughs> so um, yeah. Dan, Dan really encouraged me to... So just think of it as shooting with your right foot. There's no difference. And since then, I, I've taken more courage to... Um, to shoot with my left regardless if it goes in or not as long as it hits the target um in terms of um team effort and I, I guess I could say uh sisterhood is is that the players always back each other no matter what even if we've had a bad day you know we always try and draw on the strengths and try and focus on the weaknesses in training so um I'll say I've developed I've also lost a lot of weight <laughs> playing for this club because you know you have yeah. to you can't be too heavy as a striker you know I've probably learned from Lukaku yes. <laughs> when he was like United. Oh, uh, the female version of Lukaku you could be compared to a lot worse than him now he's a, <laughs> I mean when he was at United he was quite heavy player, so there you go yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when he was at United, he was quite a bit heavy, but now he's at Inter. You know, he's a bit slimmer. He's he's more firm and toned. So, and he's he's probably one of the most yeah. underrated number nines to play. Um, and yeah, I've I've definitely gotten faster as well. So I have a a sports tracker, so it's that sports vest that I used to try and track my game. You know, during my games and during training. So, yeah, my speed is a lot. I'm now running at, my top speed is 28 kilometers miles per hour, um, yeah. so which is in comparison to the women's. I think women's professionally run at 31 kilometer miles per hour. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good way to track the progress, you know, um, and it also compares you with Premier League players. So I try and, I try and compare it to Sterling. So I'm... And I'll say I have sixty percent of Sterling's stats, which is which could be improved in some some aspects of of my of the data that I have. So it's always good to have that comparison to the pros and see where you need to work on and build on your strengths. That's it. I suppose really the the best comparison there then the way the best way to put it up, 
to do with the comparison then is for you and Raheem Sterling to go on the race tra- racing track. Ah, uh, uh, he would the not run track me. There and, uh... <laughs> he will finish me. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 a good eight kilometers behind, so he would him and Foden will finish me. I I I, I no, he will leave me in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you never know. More a bit more training now, and you never know. You might be. You, you, yeah. You, yeah. You know, you'll, be, you won't go bad. you'll be you'll be there or thereabouts, I'd say. Definitely. When it comes definitely. down to it, you know. Definitely. Because I think really in sports, it's, it's really all about confidence in yourself and belief, yeah. isn't it? And uh, especially at that level that you're playing, you, you kind of need that. That's, because sometimes, sometimes, you know, at certain situations or at certain times of a season or in certain seasons, you, you could have a brilliant season and then you mightn't. You might have another season where you mightn't be as good, but you're not too bad. And it's, you know, they're the times where you, you, you really need to dig deep and believe in yourself. And I suppose believe in the coaching and, and the training that you're doing and, and things like that. And I suppose to a certain extent, have, have faith. You have one or two bad matches or if you go X amount of games without scoring, that, that kind of belief in yourself that, right, you're not scoring at the moment or things aren't going right for you now. But, you know, it's not too far away until you will score or I'm going to score in the next game, you know, because if, if you kind of give up and say, you know, if you don't believe, then you're kind of, it, it, it'll get worse and worse. So uh, that, that's where belief and, and confidence in, in your ability comes into play, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I mean, like, like I said in my previous club, um, I, I was the top, I got the golden boot. So I was the top scorer for one of the teams there. And, you know, as the season progressed, I wasn't happy with what I was, you know, playing with. And, you know, when you go as a striker, it dawns on you that on match match after match after match after match, you know, you're not getting any goals in. So you start to have, you know, your dip in confidence. You you start to feel agitated. So um, I, I believe this transfer to this uh, Upton Park ladies has boosted me a bit because there's more encouragement you know as long as I'm getting shots on target and like you rightly said it's all about confidence you know as a player there's nothing more daunting than having your confidence stripped away or having your confidence low for a period of time you know it could be one match could be 10 matches could be 20 matches but if you're not seeing the results that you want in especially as a forward it starts to play on you mentally and it affects your training it affects um, your style of play and if you're not careful you just lose love for the game um, so for me confidence self-esteem mental awareness is very key as a player because it influences all aspects of your game it influences all aspects of your training so even if you didn't score at least you know that okay for 80% of the 90 minutes I played, I did this. What could have been improved in that 20%? What are the areas I need to improve now? Do I need to be more faster? Do I need to be a bit more tactical? Do I need to, you know, shoot earlier? Do I need to do, you know, all the little intricate bits that make up as a forward? Um, you could take it either way um, in terms of, should I let this bad game affect me? Or should I say, no, you know, I'm going to actually use this as a learning point and improve and be better that's it because that that's where that's where it comes into you know if you have a game where things don't quite go right yeah um it is good that you're right you want to put that right so 
after the game and the week between that game and the next game, you can sit down with the coaches or your manager and say, right, look, this is where I felt I went wrong or, you know, I could have done better during the game last weekend. I want to improve in this yeah. area. And then they might have also spotted things that would say, yeah, that's, that's where we work on this. And maybe if you do this or, or even videos of the game saying, you know what, if you do this as well, try this the next day, they, you know, all, all those things brought together can, can, can make a big difference as well. And, you know, they are, they are little things. It's not as though things will, you know, it's, that thing won't be improved. It can be all worked at on training and, and, and things like that. And eventually things fall into place then. And, you know, it's those little things when, when you, when you go over them and train and, and try and improve on them, then it, it makes a big difference. Definitely. Definitely. Um, videos are very important. Uh, I believe, um, as a player because you know it's all good you know to have word of mouth oh my god you're amazing this game this is your best game but sometimes with video analysis and and capturing you know you can see aspects of your game that you could improve more you know um and I think every player should have you know some sort of footage so that you know, if they have their coach or um their their trainer their their own personal trainer they can outline you know different areas of the game if they're football inclined to say okay in this scenario in this situation you should have done this um you shouldn't have done this but we can work on that um and that's 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 the aim is just to get better and better and better and better um it shouldn't be a a scenario of oh you know I've done this this is the best I can do but for me I'm always a I could say I'm a perfectionist I always want to do better you know, good is not good enough. Yeah. You know, I I always strive to be the best in certain things. And I like to take on um, criticism because it's always going to be constructive. And I think that's one thing, you know, my coaches like about me is that, you know, if they tell me, look, you should have done this, let's work on that in training. I'm willing to do it outside of my own, you know, outside of training. You know, maybe it could be, say, trainings on a Wednesday. I could give up, you know, one of my weekends to go and, you know, train and work on that, on that aspect of my game that the coach wants me to work on. That's great. And that, that, that is a, that's a great attitude to have, but I suppose that's an attitude you've always had towards the game, even like when you were starting out in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, growing up watching football, uh, watching the greats, you know, Ronaldinho, Zidane, Henri Burkamp, it, for me, it just, their work ethic, you know, how they read the game, you know, how they study the game. You know, I think that I took took those aspects on because people only see football and spectate and, you know, watch for the skills and, you know, the pace, you know, the flair that comes with football. But I also like the technical side of it. I always wanted to learn more what could be done here, what could be done there, um, you know, because that, that not only builds your football knowledge, but it also builds you as a player, the type of player that you want to be, what type of player you want to mirror. Um, some people will say that, yeah. oh, you should mirror your game like Drogba, or you should mirror your game like Burkamp, or you should mirror your game like um, Adriano, or, you know, Messi or Ronaldo, because they see certain um, traits of me in those players that I should try and emulate. But again, I want to do it according to what's best for me, what I'm good at, 
you know I'm always known as the pacey yeah. one I'm known, known as the quick one the, the strong one the one that can hold up the ball and I'm known for power shots so again you could say that I've collected some of those um, traits from the, the games that I've watched and the players that I, I want to mirror but that's the beauty of the game and I think like you said Aiden, is something that I've had grow you know with me since I started playing ball um, and it's never left me that's it. So basically, you're, you'd be like uh, Stockers answer to you saying ball. You, know, <laughs> you get the ball out the wing or whatever, and next thing it's just like you're gone. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is, you know, it is essential when you're when you're when you're in that position. And uh, but you know, it's and uh, you see, I suppose the, the the great thing about football too is you, you're always you're always learning as well. And I th- I think uh, you know when it comes to. Uh, you, you know, if if you're ever injured or something and you're looking for something to do and they say, well, listen, you know, like Sky Sports or, <laughs> or Match of the Day might be looking for a new anal- a pundit or analyst or something there, I'd say they'd love you because, you know, you'd have that thing in you that you're always kind of reading different situations and things like that because from from what you're saying there, that, that's what you're, you're, you're always looking for, little things like that on how, you know, you're things that have happened during games and really get into the nitty gritty of, of certain situations during a match. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe once I hang up my boots, it's something that I can look into. Um, because like I said, it's not just playing the game or watching the game. I also like talking about it. About it. I also like, you know, analysing, you know, certain situations, um, you know, scenarios within the game. So it could be something, you may never know, you might see me, on Sky Sports, like Alex Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, you, you yeah. never know. And it, it, it's good. It, but that, that is another thing. It, it's great to see the, the kind of the equality in, in football now as well. It's not all like years ago, you, you'd only ever see men's football and ma- ma- male, you know, analysts or whatever. And now it's kind of, as you say, you see ladies doing... Um, Doing uh, doing punditry and things like that, and it's you know the the it's good to see w- with the the ladies game as well now, especially in America now that seems to be the place where where it all happens and where a lot of the, the great players are and where I suppose wherever you, wherever you, uh, female player wants to play over there because it seems to be the place to be and uh, but it, it's it's going really well over over in England now and. Uh, Especially, you know, the the women's World Cup and all that. It's great to see how, you know, the following that the game is the the women's game is getting now compared to years ago. Yeah, it? um, I think you know early on, you know, people didn't um like to enjoy watching women's football, but I think now the w- women's football has grown so much since its um infancy and creation. That you know, people are start now starting to you know go to matches, watch uh, women play. We're seeing more, um, we're seeing more men, more of the men's team, you know, support the women's team. So I know, like in PSG, um, the men's team do a lot of support of the women's team. And if you don't know whether you, when you have time, but if you watch the PSG women's team, you'll be like, wow, they play like the men as well in terms of the skill set, the pace, the power. Uh, it's just amazing. Even here in England, we're seeing a lot of, you know, dominant players come out um, and just, you know, 
make the women's game look so enjoyable to watch, especially um, Man City, Arsenal. You know, Maidamar is just an amazing player. Um, you have you have the players at Chelsea as well. So I think we're seeing more and more interest in the women's game. And you know, thanks thanks to social media, you know, people are seeing you know videos of different you know goals come spectacular goals coming from the women's game. Um, and like you said, the World Cup as well, because I actually went to the World Cup um, a couple of years ago in France, the Women's World Cup, to watch England play Scotland. So it was it was very good to see, you know, so many people come down to watch the game. That's it. And, uh, you know, it, it is great. And I've seen there, like, it just goes to show you what can happen. Uh, you know, Stephanie Roach is from... You know the place for Ireland as well now. And I met her. I was lucky enough to interview her, a lovely, a lovely girl, and that. And uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen her goal when she was playing for Piedmont when she was starting out. Um, she was playing in the game and uh, she scored a spectacular goal. It was really a great goal. You probably see it on YouTube. And um, <laughs> but it was actually so good that it went viral. Oh wow! And to the extent it was nearly. Um, it was uh, it was nominated for a Puskas Award. Wow! You know, which was like the year, and it it came only second. I think it came second to a goal that uh, Lionel Messi scored. Oh wow! That's really amazing. So, so... It, it, you know, so that, that was a huge thing. That was a huge thing. That you know, uh, for I think it might have been even the first time that something like that ever happened, where you know, uh, a a goal that a female player scored. Was even nominated for it. Never mind coming second, like so. That's really that huge good. Boost to ladies' football as well. Yeah, it? most definitely. I agree. I agree. That's that's well, really there you amazing. Go. You, you'll be the next one to do that. Ah, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> so I suppose, really looking looking forward to looking to the future. What what would your future um, ambitions or what are you looking forward to maybe uh, getting an international call up or yeah. just kind of doing what you're doing at the moment and see what happens or have you got any kind of idea where I mean uh, what sort of pathway you want to go I mean I most definitely want to see myself play you know within championship level um, or in the women's super league um, hmm. And yeah, hopefully I can play for um, England or Nigeria, whoever decides to give me the call up in the future. Um, I'll whoever be happy. Lucky enough to get you. Yeah. <laughs> whoever comes. <laughs> exactly. Whoever decides to say, you know, we want you to play. So, you know, with my ideal nationality. It depends on what they've taught. Like, you, know, uh, you know, what sort of, what sort of, what sort of deal is involved, Exactly. You know? so... Gosh, um... <laughs> Don't undersell yourself. No, I won't. I definitely won't. I think the most important thing, because it's like that, um, there was a Nigerian player that used to play at Arsenal, Aisha Oshiana, Hmm. and she ended up playing at Barcelona. So, and she's doing really, really well. And, you know, she's playing for um, the Super Eagles. So she's playing, she's representing Nigeria. So it depends. It depends who decides to give me the the best value for money, I guess. Well, you know, so yeah. so, um, so I suppose really you're, and last but not least, there you're a client of four four two sports management, and uh, of course Joe there, he's very good at representing the players and that. Uh, what's what's your what are your thoughts and feelings about being uh, part of four four two sports management, and um, what what do you think of them so far, and uh, like you know, 
how do you feel they can help you in the future? I think um, so. Joe is an amazing, he's an amazing um, manager um, and agent. I mean, he's he was he was very thorough with you know when I signed, and you know the organization is is very good, clear cut. He's you know I managed to send some of the footage from my previous seasons, and you know he's told me how you know the process works. It's very clear cut. And it's good to have someone that's verified from the FA because unfortunately what we've seen, especially with social media, is the rise in um, rogue agents scamming, you know, young players, promising them trials that don't even happen, um, promising them contracts that don't even exist, especially during this period of um, lockdown. So, and, and, you know, a lot of players are desperate to get professional experience, you know, outside of the UK and Ireland, you know, they probably want to play in Europe and a lot of these agents are, you know, disguising themselves, promising them these things and they turn out to be fake or they, you know, fraudulent, you know, scamming people for money. So it was very good, you know, I came across Joe and he explained the process of everything and it's it's wonderful to be part of an organisation that looks after their clients, you know, their personnel, and you know inform them of of things every step of the way of what's happening you know whether teams have got back to them what you need to do um and you know marketing media you know jumping on this podcast with yourself to you know get the word out and spread yeah. news of you know a player that's interested in in pursuing higher level football and uh, yeah, so it's, it's a great team between yourself and 442 Sports Management. And uh, so, listen, thanks very much for doing the, the interview. And I'm sure we, we'll do uh, another another interview very soon just to kind of see how you're, get, how, how you're progressing and, and things like that. And uh, thanks very much for your time. And we'll talk again. Thank very you so soon. much, Aidan. Have a good evening. No problem. And the same to you. And that's uh, Ogechi Onokuru. Thank you. Take care.